Welcome to the Digital Week, where we aim to make sense of the new economy in under 15 minutes. Thanks for listening. It's brought to you by the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy. You'll find us at www.chairdigitaleconomy.com or follow us on Twitter at chairdigeconomy. Also, we're open to really receiving your feedback. I'm Monica Bradley. See you in the Digital Week. Welcome to the Digital Week. I'm Monica Bradley, and today we're exploring proactive government with one of our researchers at the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy, Pete Townsend. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Pete. What a famous name. Oh, I know. I wish I was the who. (laughs) You are the who. You're our who. Um, So talking about proactive government, tell us a little bit about what does that mean? So in the chair, we focus around proactive government as being these really high-impact life events and how public service, how our government can really understand them, understand where we are within um, a death, a birth, turning a certain age, breaking a leg, and how they can start to deliver their services in a way um, that really fits with the moment, fits with the emotion of me as a user at that time, and delivers me services that really just fit the bill. So it's delivering something to me at a time in my, let's say I give birth, and all of a sudden a government service turns up that helps me navigate the registration of the birth, um, you know, how to get my children immunised, you know, some steps. Would that be that kind of advice? Yeah, absolutely. We, we try and find services that we can just start to integrate in, things that we can just turn on, deliver, yeah. seamlessly and easily, so you don't have to. Okay. So if that's the what, then tell us, tell us when. When do these, you know, when would you use a proactive service and when would you not use a proactive service? So at the moment, we're trying to focus proactive services around these life events. So mm-hmm. they offer these digital signals that the government can really tap into and, and use to, to leverage and to deliver the right thing at the right okay, time. Okay, so there's like a trigger, a digital signal, like yep. a birth date... Um, a, a particular diagnosis, would that be some issues? Yep, spot on. I start school, mm. okay, I start university. And we also we also noticed that there's times where maybe it isn't appropriate. Oh, and, okay. and that's really interesting and important to know as well. There's a, there's a good and appropriate time. So something we're working on with the state government at the moment is, is around um, death of a loved one. When you're bereaving, those certain types of emotions... Little things around um, the cancellation of a driver's licence. Now, that photo on that driver's licence means something to somebody. Mm. And turning off and and changing those little things, while it might seem like a really easy thing to make proactive, actually has some pretty significant implications to people. And we're just trying to navigate our way through that. Mm. And that's what we recommend when, when doing this type of work, to really think through what it means for those customers, for those citizens. I guess the next most obvious question to me is then why be proactive? Tell us the big drivers behind why is particularly the Queensland government, but increasingly other state and local governments around Australia really grasping this proactive government concept? Absolutely. So straight off the bat, we know we can start to deliver the right services to the right people at the right time. Now think about that for resource utilisation, having the right number of staff, having the right sized service, having the right amount of budget allocated and getting that delivered. So what you expect and what you deliver, input and output, that automatically lines up. Mm. So instead of having brochures that I might mass mail out or having to do an expensive 
TV, television commercial to inform a user group that's only 10% of the population, I would actually use proactivity to specifically use my limited resources to actually target very specific people that are having that life event. Yeah, and think how long it takes... Um, to get to that outcome where you know that specific user group. Mm, Think of the time that goes into the report writing, then the procurement process to to, um, contract the right people to deliver that service. All of that wasted time. We're trying to be agile here. We're trying to do this fast. Okay, good. Um, Next outcome, obviously, is is better services for people. Um, Certain citizens engage and disengage with... um, Queensland government, with the national government, for different reasons. So a better outcome to me just says you actually want to solve the problem that's there to solve. So, you know, is turning 60 a problem or is it an opportunity and what are you trying to solve with that? Yeah. As opposed to 50 people now knowing I can have a seniors card or something. Like what does that – so what? What does it mean? It means can I stay mobile? Like what is the outcome, I guess? Is that what you really focus on? The outcome of the service you're providing so that the citizen and society is better off at the end of it. We like to focus on the event. Mm -hmm. So if there's such a way that um, we can stop an event from happening. Oh, okay, I like that. So we're not going to stop you from turning 60, Uh, unfortunately. Could you? Could you stop me from turning 50? 50, 40. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. I like that. Yeah. And in your case, of course, 20, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Hardly. <laughs> and presumably uh, another big theme from the digital economy more broadly that it seems quite fitted here is personalisation. Right. Tailoring so, the right services mm. to the right people. Yeah, okay. Think of the, and, and that starts really simply. Mm. The multitude of forms that you have to submit time and time again, we feel that should just disappear. Mm. People tell us that government sh- should know who we are should know what services we have and should know what services we need to have in the future. So let's unpack then really uh, what are some of these traits of how what, what would signify that I am? If I'm going to start to think about my processes as a government, what are the traits that we identify to be proactive? So obviously we start with customer centricity. Um, just because we can doesn't mean we should. And that's even more critical when you're playing around with Sounds digital Sounds very design-led things. thinking, right? You know Human-centred. Okay, yeah. good. That's number one. Tell us about number two. Number two is take the initiative. So that's that The proactiveness of it, yeah. Yep. Okay, so it's, it's not about waiting for you to tell me. It's I listen. So that would be number three, right, which mm-hmm. is? So that's listening to those data signals. We, we put out data signals all day, every day, and it's about the right agency, the right organisation, tapping into those in the right way, and adding value from it. And that's the important bit. And are they expanding out what those signals are? Like, traditionally, they only listen to the signal, which is, I'll fill out the crappy form and send it into you. <laughs> so tell me a bit about, like, are they are governments potentially now listening to social media? Uh... Yeah, so we've just done... Um, we've done a couple of sprints exploring social media listening and, and how that works in relation to um, customer service delivery but also customer service feedback. And then we can we can start to um, evaluate and analyse. Well, that that full loop of um, public service delivery and how it's doing. Okay, cool, excellent. So tell us some of the other attributes then. Obviously, we're playing around with people's data, and people get very um, sensitive about it, especially when it comes to government. Mm-hmm. So being transparent okay. and building trust is absolutely key here. We think of ourselves as stewards mm. in this place. 
and we need to be able to to manage what's valuable for the customer, but at the same time, making them feel like and making the data safe. Yeah, we quite often talk about that a lot in the PwC chair in the digital economy, that trust is really the currency of the new economy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then also we've got a couple more traits that we should touch on there. It needs to be agile. Absolutely. Right. So proactivity also implies that it quickly adapts and moves when we see different signals. Mm-hmm. And then finally, what, what else would you round it off with? So environmental sensing and scanning of what's to come. Ah, Okay. So how do you continue to be proactive? Right. Just because you're proactive today may not mean you're proactive tomorrow. Ah, okay. And that's where the, that's where the chair and, and our research in environmental sensing really plays a part mm. there. Okay, so we've spent a reasonable amount of time on proactive government and this great report we can download and we'd love to hear from listeners and uh, people that follow our podcast. If you're working in government or you're a customer of government and you've got some suggestions or you're working on proactive uh, service delivery, that would be wonderful to to get some real-life examples that we can add to our collection and share with our listeners. Um, How does this fit with with more broadly corporates or not-for-profits in proactivity? Yeah, so um, proactive government comes from this idea of a, a proactive organisation. And there's some really great examples out um, in the world, and I, I suggest the, the listeners to, to go and explore that. But we really differentiate the two, um, you know, both delivering um, services before the customers um, need it and really based around those life events. Um, the difference with a proactive government is that it really focuses on those high impact sort of situations and how the government can really add value there. Mm. Pete, it's a fascinating topic and I really do encourage people to hit our Twitter feed, hit our website. Let's come back and let's get a discussion going on this and facilitate a a little bit more as you now go into government and see how these minimal viable products you've designed in the sprints are now actually coming to life in the Queensland government or in a government near you. Absolutely. I'd love to. Thanks very much for your time. That's Pete Townsend. He's a researcher with the PwC Chair in the Digital Economy. I'm Monica Bradley. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 